Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by one of the best baseball insiders in the business. He is Buster Olney joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Buster, we always appreciate the time, my friend. How you doing today? I'm hanging in there. It's kind of it's funny with the baseball playoffs going on. And you got all this other stuff happening as well. It's uh, it's a crazy time. It never ends, man. I saw the story earlier today. The Yankees have decided to stick with their manager for the next three years. Of course, that is not the case here in St. Louis. Buster, from your conversations that you've had with uh, whether it be Cardinal sources or just people around the league, uh, what have you found that might have led to the Mike Schilt dismissal last week? That it really was along the lines of what uh, what uh, John Mazalak explained the other day, philosophical difference. And I know he didn't you know, describe exactly what that meant, but I've heard from folks with other teams that they were hearing in mid-August that uh, the Cardinals were, were uh, you know, that it was possible that Mike Schilt was going to be in trouble, um, you know, that they potentially were going to have an issue, um, that there was a difference of opinion uh, in particular about offensive approach. Um, I, I don't know the, the you know the precise nature of exactly what you know the front office and how it differed um, with uh, you know Mike Schilt along those lines, but the word was out there and it surprised me because I know when I first saw the news about Schilt, um, you know I, I called people to other teams they're like yep that that uh, that was out there and and you do wonder if you know without the the long winning streak at the end of the year if this would have been something we would have heard about in the last week of the regular season. So Buster, I know this is pure speculation, so I apologize, but I mean, a lot of people would assume that some of this has to do with analytics with Mike Schilt and Mike Schilt is, is an old school style of manager, right? Like he carries around George Kissel notebooks. He's got a picture of Tony La Russa in his office. Do you have, does your gut tell you that this has to do maybe with some of the analytics side of the game? 100%. One hundred percent. You know, and I'm, I'm hearing a lot of those type of conversations going on right now. For example, you know, the Yankees last week let Marcus Timms go as their hitting coach, and the perception was is that Marcus, within the organization, as Larry Rothschild, the pitching coach before him, you know, those were kind of guys who didn't necessarily weren't one hundred percent fluent in a lot of the the modern analytics and the way that uh, a lot of the you know the newer hitting coaches are doing things. And, and, you know, after having conversations around that and other situations, I said to a general manager last week, I'm like, at this point, because this is the language that players are speaking now. They have personal coaches. They go to them during the course of the day. 
they come to the ballpark after having those, that specific information, and then they're talking with staffers. And if the staffers don't speak the language the players are speaking these days and these, uh, you know, the newer personal coaches are speaking these days, they're going to fall behind. Uh, and they, they absolutely you know, are not going to be in a position to, to keep up with what the players are looking for. Now, 15 years or 10 years ago, the perspective might have been, well, you know what, that stuff is silly and I'm going to do it my way. I think increasingly the perspective within the sport probably needs to be, look, you need to keep up with what's going on or you are going to fall behind and get left behind. How does how do baseball teams, the people that you talk with throughout the league buster, how do they view Mike Schilt? Uh, with a lot of respect uh, that, they, you know, they, I mean, he has a great reputation being a really good guy, uh, you know, someone who's a, a great baseball guy. Um, I have not specifically dug into the question about Mike. Okay. How did you, you know, feel like he ran a team? What's your sense of him in terms of his understanding of analytics? Uh, would you hire him to be the next manager? Uh, look, I, you know, right away when he was let go, there was speculation that maybe he would be connected with a San Diego job. And my instinct as soon as I heard that was, nope, that's not going to be the case. They just fired Larry Rothschild, their pitching coach, in August because there was a difference of opinion between the front office and Larry about some analytics and about how to implement those. And they basically threw him overboard because he wasn't on board with what they're doing. Um, and so I can't imagine that they would be looking at managers who are not, uh, you know, fluent in, in analytics and nuance in analytics. And, you know, to, and sorry, I know I'm grabbing the steering wheel a little bit, but, you know, as soon as I heard Schilt was, uh, you know, was let go, my first thought went to Skip Schumacher. Uh, because, you know, I did a piece early in the year on him in terms of his understanding of analytics. And how he, you know, he is viewed as someone who is fluent and uses advanced information uh, in in doing stuff. Some players and some former some former players and some coaches have made that transition and have successfully and bought into it, and some don't. Uh, Skip Schumacher, someone who is seen as having made that uh, advanced, Mike Schilt, um, and generally speaking, the perception is that he's more old school than new school. So. With that being said, Buster, are you viewing this as possibly Skip might be the best fit for the Cardinals? Because we've heard a lot about the internal options of Ali Marmol and Stubby Clap, and you know they've been in the Cardinals system and they see the analytics side and they kind of follow along with John Mozeliak's plan. But for me, right. all along, it's been Skip Schumacher. He makes the most sense. Well, and I don't know if he's necessarily the best option because uh, I don't, you know, know uh, that much on about those guys to give you a fair opinion about how good they would be. I, I do think that you know, for for Mo and for any front office that's hiring, you have to also consider what it means to hire someone with a major league track record. Uh, this is what's happened. What happened with Jay Singler with the Padres? Uh, you know, the players began to struggle. It didn't go well. And a lot of their focus, you know, went to him, someone who didn't have experience managing before he took over the Padres and someone who doesn't have a major league track record. And, you know, especially I think when it's not going well for players, they can use that against the manager, right? Like if it hadn't gone well for Mike Schilt, uh, you might have started to hear some complaining around the edges. And that, that has to be a consideration. Generally speaking, though, I think the, the you know the biggest thing when you're talking about front offices that use analytics, 
uh, they have to be in concert. The two sides, you know, the front. And we see this with the Dodgers and Dave Roberts. They work together really closely. Um, you know, there are certainly many other examples of, of front offices and the managers being tied really together. There are very few managers, I think, in baseball now who actually have transcendent power. Uh, Alex Cora might be one of those, the Red Sox manager. And that, you know, not only does he use the analytics, but also he probably has some latitude to act on his own because he's established some years in, uh, in that job and he had all those years as a big league player. So, Buster, with this next move for John Mozeliak and company of hiring the manager, and look, we all believe that this is a winning window for the Cardinals. If this doesn't go the right way, does this put John Mozeliak on the hot seat, in your opinion? Mm, I, I don't know that. Um, I, I just don't know. Um, you know, how Bill DeWitt feels. I have nothing to pick up on the idea that Bill DeWitt is looking at, uh, you know, Mo with any sort of skepticism. It actually, it's beginning to remind me of the relationship that the Yankees owner, Hal Steinbrenner, has with Brian Cashman. Uh, that even, you know, when you have years that don't go as well, I think there's a larger trust there uh, so that, uh, you know, the ownership believes that this is someone who they think is going to act in the best interest of the organization and paint within the lines, you know, who's going to take the budget that they're given uh, and, and apply the vision that ownership had. That that was the message that I got last week when uh, you know I saw what Bill DeWitt said about the you know the conflict between uh, between Mike and the front office. We're talking to Buster Olney of ESPN and ESPN.com. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Buster underscore ESPN. Buster, who are some of the other candidates that you have maybe heard connected to this job or that you yourself would be interested in maybe seeing it uh, an interview? Who, who are some of the names that you think have emerged? Well, and that's an interesting part of this ongoing conversation about managers. Uh, you know, t- earlier today when Aaron Boone got that three-year deal, there was shock in the media world. Like, wait a second. We thought that Aaron Boone might be in trouble with his contract expiring because the Yankees were a disappointment. Why in the world did he get a three-year deal? Well, the reason why is because uh, – in this world of modern analytics, we don't have the typical process to develop managerial candidates. So what you're hearing from front offices with that are out there looking for managers is they're just not very many good candidates. Like, it used to be that, uh, you know, a guy would retire, he'd go down and manage in Class A, he would move up to AAA, he'd move up to the Major League Coaching staff, and then he would have years of training. Now, with the way that front offices uh, you know, hire managers, they essentially view them as a White House spokesperson that here you're there to implement our plan, to present our plan to the public, you know, a couple times a day in your interactions with the media and don't paint outside the line. Well, big surprise when you have, a, you know, an industry that now isn't really developing managers, you, you hear people complain. So as I sit here today, I can tell you that I like I don't have a long list of people who might be the Cardinals managers, but I promise you this, other teams, like teams don't have lists. They're scrambling. And so as the Yankees were processing this last week, I know their thought was, wait a second, if not Aaron Boone is our manager, then who? Because they're just not that many candidates. I have wondered about Carlos Beltran, um, you know, whether or not he's going to be a good manager in some fit. But if Mike Schilt was, in fact, let go, because he's not fluent in analytics, it would be hard to bring in someone like Carlos Beltran to be the manager unless you're really confident that he's totally bought into all these numbers. How much does Carlos Beltran hiring Buster kind of 
play on to what Alex Cora has done with the Boston Red Sox? Because I've seen a lot of people comp Carlos Beltran to what Cora has done. Now, not so much on the analytics side, but more so the leadership and the culture that he has brought into the clubhouses in the past. Yeah, he would check. Carlos would check those boxes without a doubt. Um, you know, as you guys know, in the last years of his career, he was someone who was seen as a, you know, a, a, a centerpiece in a clubhouse, a transformative figure, someone that young players trust. But I can't answer the analytics question. Uh, I haven't talked to Carlos in a while. Uh, I do know this is that Alex has absolutely uh, gone, you know, neck deep into numbers and to the use of numbers and to be absolutely familiar with those and how to use all that. Um, you know, Heim Bloom, who's the general manager of the Red Sox, you know, he comes from the Tampa Bay Rays. Rather than Alex going and, and when he returned his manager last year and saying, you know what, I do my system, his perspective was, I need to get up to speed to what this front office wants to do. Um, and I don't know where Carlos is on that. Now, I, I would say if anyone is reluctant to hire Carlos because he was involved in the science stealing scandal, my response to that would be get over yourself. I mean, A.J. Hinch went back to the Tigers, did a great job. Alex, in my mind right now, probably is the best manager in baseball. Uh, if Carlos Beltran is someone who you're going to feel good about in terms of leading players and you feel confident that he's going to buy into the analytics, you should absolutely talk to him. Buster, one guy that I've been curious about, and I don't know if he would be a candidate or not, but just since we have you on the line, do you think Bob Melvin would be interested in this job? He's, he's certainly dealt with an analytically inclined organization in the past. Do you think he would be somebody that, that might be interested in the Cardinals gig? Well, I think the Cardinals should be interested in him to ask that question. I know the question's been asked about the Mets as well, who are looking for a manager because, uh, you know, they're led by Sandy Alderson, who worked with the uh, knows Bob Melvin in the past. Bob Melvin's, you know, worked with the athletics, so he's going to be fluent all these numbers. He's going to have experience, uh, you know, in taking that information to players. Uh, players respond really well to him. He's a great manager. And here's another factor. As the conversation has gone on uh, about whether or not the athletics are eventually going to move to another place, whether it's Las Vegas or, you know, whether they're going to get a new ballpark, there is definitely a perception in the industry that people in that organization are more open than ever to the idea of moving to other places. In other words, they feel like, look, it's uncertain here, and if something presents itself, maybe we'll go someplace else. I think that probably was the backbone of the Mets' interest in Billy Bean, for example. And if you are, uh, you know, you're John Mazalock and you're looking for options, you're Bill DeWitt, and you're looking for options, you should absolutely call the Oakland Athletics and say, hey, can we talk to Bob Melvin? Just another couple of questions for Buster Olney of ESPN joining us via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Uh, Buster, as you look at the Cardinals going into this offseason, what are some of the things that you think they should be looking for? Uh, it's really interesting. I just finished this piece on uh, the shortstop class, which is extraordinary among free agents. It's an elite uh, class. And so I you know, called a bunch of evaluators with other teams uh, and ask them about, you know, potential landing spots for Corey Seager, for Carlos Correa, Marcus Simeon, Trevor Story, uh, uh, you know, Javier Baez. And I was surprised that a couple of them mentioned the Cardinals, saying, you know, there potentially could be a fit there. I don't know if I agree with that because they've got the, you know, the investment, uh, you know, the money still owed to uh, to Paul DeYoung. Um, and, you know, they've already got some, a lot of money that's tied up with, uh, you know, a couple older players and Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. 
But other teams are definitely seeing the Cardinals as as being a sleeper uh, team in terms of the shortstop market. So that'll be something really interesting to watch. It's going to be a flush market for starting pitching. Uh, That, uh, you know, my instinct is that probably would be a place where the Cardinals could look. And Buster, final question that I've got for you. Um, When you look at this front office and the job that they've done in recent years, uh, whether it's just from your own opinion or from other evaluators that you've talked to throughout the game, how do they view the job that the Cardinals front office has done in recent years? They think they've done fine, and they also feel like that they have not been stressed. In other words, because of the fact they play in the National League Central, um, they haven't been under a lot of pressure. You know, the Cubs have effectively been dismantling over the last couple of years. Uh, The Reds, you know, had moments where it looked like they potentially were going to threaten, and they didn't wind up, uh, you know, going through. The Pirates are obviously rebuilding slash tanking, however you want to define it. Uh, And the Brewers are the most consistent uh, force in the National League Central in recent years. But let's face it, they're not ever going to match up with the Cardinals when it comes to resources. So in some respects, you know, the Cardinals are where the Chicago White Sox are now in the American League Central, that because of their access to money, uh, because the players they have on their roster, uh, you know, they can do things that other teams in the division can't. And within that context, you know, they've had success. That's interesting. I, I think from the fan base, they're about to be stressed. I'll tell you that much, Buster. <laughs> hey, Buster, we always appreciate you hopping on the show. Always appreciate you joining us on any of the shows on the station. Thanks, as always, for the time. And we'll talk with you again soon. Okay, guys. Take care. Thanks, Buster. That's Buster Olney joining us here on 101 ESPN, uh, one of the best in the business. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.